Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Good people, welcome. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anybody who want to learn more about digital marketing, welcome. Because today we have very interesting topic. The top three things that it's better to ignore in digital marketing. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Liz Gracia. How are you? Great. Thanks, Anatoly, for having me. It's very generous of you. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure to learn from experts like you. I check out your LinkedIn profile. I met your content. So I'm excited to learn more about that. Before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about digital marketing. Certainly. So I've been a uh, serial entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I started out my career out of college as a restaurateur on an island. And then I started a home furnishings and accessories store in Boston, Massachusetts after that. And in 1999 is kind of like the wild west of the internet. And back then I understood that, geez, I've got I had 10,000 people on my email list that were tourists because it was a tourist town in Boston. And I'm like, how am I going to reach them? And so I built my first e-commerce website back in 1999. It was super primitive. And as you know, it's super time consuming, especially back then because we didn't have the tools. But I created this website. And um, at the time, I'm like, all right, I just spent all this time and effort. How the heck is anyone going to find me? So that's when my first aha is like, oh, I got to learn about search engine optimization, keyword research, and and learn how to write content for it. And back then, spam was okay (laughs) for a little bit, right? Well, you could spam. I didn't really spam, but I did like pack pages with stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I got to stop doing that. So that was my first entry into it. And then in 2009... I started my own kind of digital marketing agency where I'm focused on search engine optimization driven WordPress websites. That's my specialty. And I work with small business owners, solopreneurs, uh, mostly service-based professionals. So that's how I started my career in 2009. And I've helped hundreds of people develop their online marketing strategy and um, that's how I came to come here today to share with you over and like small business people come to me, they all do the same thing and they all lack the same understanding. So <laughs> that's like a good idea to start teaching this so people can really up level their game when they decide to launch their business online or they want to expand their business with an online presence. So that's, you know, an important Thing that I like to share with people and I love teaching. So it's a nice way to share it today, Anatoly. <laughs> nice, nice. Love your story. By the way, I remember when I decided to launch my first uh, website and I didn't know any methods, uh, just uh, how to game the system, how to manipulate the system. Oh, and, uh, yeah. I had a team a of copywriters. Hat, are you? Yeah, only black hat. I didn't know uh, anything about white hat because um, even uh, it's, that was like 10 years ago. 
uh, I googled information how to grow online and uh, all information uh, on Google were about uh, how to cheat the system, you know, how to uh, buy backlinks, how to write text uh, for Google uh, Google search engines. And yeah, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. And my best method was to buy more backlinks that my competitors had. And Google ranked all my websites. Well, I got this traffic. Today, of course, it doesn't work. Uh, things change many times. Google uh, changed the game, updated the algorithms. And today, of course, of course, I don't use these methods. But you yeah. know, at that time, I didn't know other methods. <laughs> I just right. knew. I know. Yeah, yeah. Only like... op... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think, yeah. Uh, uh what i like in digital marketing that the era of digital uh you know the era of lazy marketers is that no because uh, uh many years ago when we didn't have such competition when we had methods to game the system that worked today competition is huge uh 1.8 billion websites online want to get online traffic uh, you need to compete with them. So many of them are very great, like Wikipedia, Amazon, many others. So uh, generic methods uh, don't work anymore. And you mentioned about people uh, do the same. Uh, I hate doing the same. I usually tell my customers, uh, find something else. Don't copy competitors. Don't replicate them. Because many competitors... Uh, get traffic on their strong sites. It doesn't mean that we can uh, replicate this strong sites. Probably we have something else. Uh, um, and I love ignoring uh, best practices. Because, you know, for example, if someone is good with uh, video content, why I need to uh, film if I'm not good with that? It's not my strong side. Probably I can write much better, you know, than my competitors. I can share some valuable insights about... Um, related topics so it depends it's better to consider your strong side okay uh let's start from uh top three things uh ignored in digital marketing can you okay. share them all right and it's funny that you just said that word Antolia. i used it in my recent i did a recent podcast about what is your strong suit mm -hmm. that's what you just said like what is your strong suit Stop trying to be all things to all people and go with your, your God-given gifts. Like, what are they? Let's figure them out and use that to your advantage. So mm -hmm. that's a whole other topic. But I do love to talk about the number one thing that most small businesses, I really speak to small businesses, solopreneurs, people that are just getting started or people that have, you know, put their business online, but nothing's happening. They're like, why isn't anything working? And the number one thing, and you're going to know what this is is that no one has any market awareness. And I'm like, Google gives you all the information you could ever want to know, right? Basically, this is like foundational basics to business. If you're going to get online, you got to do some keyword research to make sure that your content for your brand new website can get found, right? So that's like the number one thing that most people don't get. And when you kind of you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So I kind of intuitively know it's like, okay, let's take a profession. Like um, I help a lot of alternative health practitioners as an example. So a lot of alternative health practitioners approach their online marketing from what they do. Like I'm a chiropractor. 
I'm a holistic practitioner, I'm an energy healer, whatever, which is great because you want to include that in your content. But more importantly, what are you helping them with? Like what's your, so I kind of get people to think, all right, yay, that you do all this stuff because people love to say I have this certification and that and I have, I'd use this modality, which is fine, but I like to put their content into context based on what do you, what are you helping someone with? Is it lower back pain? Is it stomach problems? So people are so, and it doesn't matter what service industry you're in. This is true for many of the customers I deal with is that we kind of like, if you're brand new to it and you want to focus on, let's say somebody's got a sty in their eye, just as an example, Mm -hmm. right? I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to specialize in, let's make sure someone's looking for that, right? And then I typically find I'm like, you know, you're going off course here. If you want to start a business, let's serve the bigger market right now. And then once you get, this is like opening a big, let's open the big door, right? Mm -hmm. Let's not keep it a little mouse hole, right? It's not a mouse hole. It's a big door. Open the big door first bring in the customers and then you can steer them to these other things that you want to focus on. So that's people have, everyone's like, Oh my God, Liz, I didn't know. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And and a great, so another quick, great story is that I had this practitioner who wanted to develop natural remedies with essential oils as an example. And when you think about the process of creating a product, putting on a label, putting in packaging, marketing it right she was going off in the wrong direction right Mm -hmm. she wanted to create these remedies for which there's no one has any interest i'm like "Uh -uh -uh, let's start over so i helped her reprioritize what formulation she was going to create based on keyword research so i highly recommend that's the first thing i do before i do anything else with anybody because it's just Mm -hmm. a foundational basic like you're going to do business online. How are they going to find you? So that's my my number one. And that's how I start with every client is like, let me let me get to know your business this way, because you don't. <laughs> Typically. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think in 2020, I decided to grow my social media accounts. Uh, I register my LinkedIn account, uh, Twitter. Uh, I had Facebook. So, uh, but, you know, I decided to grow all of them. And uh, that was a big mistake because I tried to be everywhere. Uh, I tried to cover all possible social media accounts with the same approach and it didn't work. Then I got it it's better to focus on one specific direction. And uh, I compared Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and got it. It's better to do it on LinkedIn because uh, at that time, algorithm is much better, you know, for me uh, with uh, organic reach. Uh, Facebook decreased a lot. Many other channels, it's hard, but on LinkedIn, it's much better. So after paying attention to one specific channel, I got results. I could uh, grow my audience. Uh, but when I tried to cover all possible channels, I failed. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned, yeah, it's like focusing. And I see when uh, companies, new websites, uh, when they try to cover broad topics, for example, uh, weight loss. Uh, if you sell weight loss supplements, 
why you need to cover weight loss it's so big you know uh, sometimes it's not good idea okay if you grow if you have traffic if you have brand awareness if you have resources then you can cover all these broad topics but if you start from scratch focusing is the best thing ever you know just get results become the best by focusing in pillar topics and then go ahead so i i agree with that i love it and i'm excited to learn more about the second okay so I, I do love the, the focus thing. And I just finished up with a client who has a pretty niche type of area who's really just getting online. And for people that are just getting online, unless you have a budget to drive traffic, you got to focus mm -hmm. and go with your strong suit. Like you got to figure out your strong suit. And I like to help this last person I just helped. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're way behind the ball because everyone's in front of you right now. So Facebook's a waste of time. Twitter's a waste of time because you're trying to do too much, right? And be everywhere. And you're like scattered like this energetically. So that's another thing I like to cover too, Anatoly, is I like to talk about the energy or the consciousness of what you're creating energetically. We've all got this yeah. going on. And if you're doing this, trying to be all things to all people on all channels, you're going to, that's where you go weak, right? Because you didn't focus on your strong suit, which you're doing now, which is a strong suit. So in any event, my last client, I'm like, you know what? You have a great voice. I love the stories that you tell. You should do a podcast. I would recommend. He's like, oh my God, my son is a sound engineer. He's coming to visit. I'm like, well, the stars are aligning. Let's go with it. So anyway, <laughs> All right, on to number two. This is another yeah. thing. This was kind of an aha realization for me a couple of years ago when I was attending some business networking groups. And I met this woman who led a group that was a personal brand strategist. And I'm like, when I started to understand what she was saying, I'm like, oh, I get it. So branding is another one thing that most people have no awareness of. They just jump in, they start doing what they do without getting clear, right? Like you're saying, getting clear on where you're going to focus, right? You're not going to, you can't focus when you're doing 700 things and you're thinking there should be all people, you know, all things to all people. You can't, you can try, but it's going to probably fail, which is what most I notice in most small businesses that come to me, they're like, this is what, this is what's going on kind of energetically. And obviously a small business person comes to me. They tell me I do this, I do that. I do this. I serve everybody. I'm everywhere. I want to serve everybody. I'm, I'm a saint. I'm like, no, you're not. Stop it. <laughs> so it's essentially <laughs> what's happening because they're not clear on who their ideal audience is. They're not clear on who they want to serve. Who's barking? Is that your chum or a neighbor? Ah, uh, my dogs. Your dog. I sent my three dogs out. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry for that. No, that's fine. So anyway, a kind of graphic representation of what many small business people or solopreneurs are doing. I can wait for you. <laughs> Glad yeah, <you>. I'm here. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
not to be graphic, but people will come to me and they throw up everything on me. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. If you're doing that to me and I'm willing to sit here and take it because I'm here to help you, your ideal customer is not going to try to figure you out. They're going to leave. They're like, ah, this is the energy that it could be a subconscious thing, like the energy of what they're presented on a website or in a video, in a podcast is so scattered, they're going to shut you off. Like, no. So that's when I understood the process of going through the branding process for yourself or personal branding kind of shores up your energy and your focus. Focus is key. So that's that's a huge topic, branding. It doesn't have to be. And typically when I work with someone, we touch on that area. And I'm like, you know what? you got to get clear because you're not clear to me, you know? So I'm like, you got to get clearer because people aren't going to wait around. They're not going to try to figure her out. They're going to move on to someone who's already figured themselves out and knows how to communicate that clearly to you, how they're going to help you. So branding is number two. Before you do a website, for sure, before you do anything, you got to get clear on all of this. And it's so interesting. Most people jump into stuff like a new website and then they got to trash it because they realize it's not operating the way they want. They're not getting the results they want. And um, they realize they got to get way clearer. So it's a, a lot of money to waste and time for sure when you haven't gotten clear on all of those key things. That's number two. Yeah. Nice. And, nice. Yeah. Got any, got any uh, feedback on there? That one, Anatoly, any thoughts on branding? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I see the same issue with many projects uh, when, you know, they are trying to replicate competitors uh, considering their strong sides. For example, they use tools like SEMrush, Ahrefs, many others, check out website traffic and can see, okay, my competitors get traffic from these pages, but I usually tell them, are you ready to create something better for these pages? They, uh, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I often ask my friends about a new movie. And the most common reply is uh, nothing special. It's the same plot, the same inside. And uh, um, I think uh, many websites have this issue just to rewrite existing content. Uh, if uh, we have a lot of great high quality content, why we need to replicate it? Why we need to create one more content? It's the same. So I usually search for topics that have lack of quality content, low competition, outdated content. So I know I can create something better, much better, like 10 times better. If you can't, skip it, forget. Just find something else. We have a lot of topics and less but quality is key. For example, why you need to cover uh, 100 pages uh, if you have limited resources. Take one, two, three pages, create something better and then submit and get results. I, I agree completely with this topic. So yeah, so I'm excited to learn more about the first one. <laughs> okay, so just back quickly to the whole branding exercise. When you, my realization, and I'm fairly intuitive, is that at another level, when you decide to focus on who you're going to be, who you're going to serve, what problems you're going to solve, 
and you find the words that are natural to you, not your competitor's words, your words and your way of being, that's the attractor field for your clients, not what, what you're saying is like, you don't want to compete. Don't let go of competing with anyone. You're not in competition. There's plenty of people in this world you can serve without competing. You can be inspired by others and right but you don't have to compete and this is where the branding and this is what's going on at a higher level energetically you're being more intentional of higher consciousness and really focused on solving the problem and finding results that you're this is a different approach this is a a higher consciousness way of being that most people don't understand or don't spend the time to do because it requires patience, diligence, and focus. Yeah. So that's number yeah. two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. And then number three is simply creating a strategy around the first two. Right. That's you know you've got your keyword research, and you don't have to. This is not something that's carved in stone. Like I provide a pretty extensive keyword research report for clients and i try to summarize it and simplify it because most people have don't have this awareness it's an introductory awareness and i'm like okay so now let's let's start with creating a strategy around it and one of the examples i love to share is you know what a lead magnet is right anatoly yeah, you know what yeah, a lead magnet is yeah, hundred percent. Right. But and you, you can clarify. Yeah, you can tell more for audience if someone is not familiar with that. Right. So the lead magnet is that freebie that when you go visit a website, especially like a retail site where you're going to buy some shoes. Example: I was just on a shoe site. The first thing that pops up is say, "Hey, give me your email address. I'll give you twenty percent off." That's lead magnet. For a service-based uh, provider like me, I have like top 10 online marketing checklists. So you go to my website, a little pop-up comes, you give me your email address, I send you my checklist and, and whatever. That's a friggin' lot of work, <laughs> right, Anatoly? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work to yeah. create. And I'm in, a, I'm in a digital course right now that's super interesting and I'm seeing, I'm in a community where I'm, interacting with a lot of uh, solopreneurs, small business people. They all have the same question. They're creating lead magnets, but they're not using any data to support what they want to do. I'm like, you know, if you did a little bit of research, which is not hard to do, you could fine tune that lead magnet so you have a much bigger audience. So mm -hmm. the, the third step is creating a strategy around what you've what's come to light in the keyword research and in the branding exercise, the energetically it's going to start lining up like, okay, this makes sense, right? Keyword research is going to align you with what your ideal client is looking for. This is kind of like getting present and really focusing on like, Oh, what are people really looking at? Instead of being in your head about it, like, Oh, I think I know what people want. And then you're, you do a little keyword research. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe not. Or mm -hmm. you also will identify new potential markets. Business development ideas pop up there. I'm like, oh my God, look. When I do it, I have so many ideas for people that I they could start like seven businesses. So 
In any event, the <laughs> third part of this is actually to sit down and create a strategy, which is what I typically help people do. We focus on one aspect is lead magnets. Let's come up with three to six of them. Let's prioritize, you know, where is the biggest opening for you here? If someone shows up at your website and your lead magnet isn't converting, why is that? That's what the first, and the first thing I'm like, well, first of all, is there any interest in what you're, what solution you're providing? That's my first question. And they're like, I don't know. Well, I assume so because I do it. I'm like, well, if you did a little research, you'd know whether that's a strong opening or not. Mm-hmm. So I help to, so a strategy, I'd like to map out like what's my six lead magnets I should focus on and develop one at a time, right? Start with the, the lowest hanging fruit and then looking at blog posts. Like blog posts take a lot of effort and most people hate writing. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd recommend, you know what? Do six a year to get started. A dozen, great, but don't think you have to do it every day and every week. Don't, because it isn't going to happen. So again, you map out the content. Where should I spend my time? And that follows through true to video, which all of this stuff takes a lot of time. So you want to map out a strategy, like where do I want to put my energy here? What's a great focus? So that you're not what I call, um, which you discovered, Anatoly, because you realize you can't be on every social media. I call it online overwhelm. You can't keep up and don't know where to begin. So part one is do a little research. Part two is to identify who you're going to help. Part three is then create a, a doable content strategy around what you've already discovered and what you've learned and what's come to light. So content is blog posts, videos, podcasts, lead magnets, email funnels, you know, and lead magnets are, that's like the first thing I would cover besides your website. Obviously you've got to map out, you got to map out what that website content is going to look like so you can actually get found. I mean, people write stuff winging it, and they're lucky if they get found. But I'm like, you know what? It'd be better to have a strategy around what you write about. And then, you know, so that's kind of my top three right there is all planning. It's the planning phase. That's going to mm-hmm. take your efforts in your website. It's going to be a quantum leap than just jumping in and hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> From my awesome. experience. <laughs> love it. Love it. By the way, uh, I found one study online uh, that was on marketing institute uh, probably uh, i'm not sure exactly but uh, the study was that only 36 percent of all online businesses have a documented uh, content strategy so most of them ignore they have just generic strategy without even documenting without creating the strategy and uh, that's why many websites can't get organic reach many websites don't know what kind of traffic they want to get and even if you uh, get traffic it doesn't mean this traffic will provide the leads will provide sales so it's important to uh, relate this traffic with your uh, buying persona with sales funnel so yeah i love all your insights incredible Let's talk about creating content. 
by the way we have a question uh how ai is affecting content writer today it's interesting to know by, by the way we can touch this topic as well and for example we have strategy we analyzed our customers we know that uh, this strategy can help to satisfy their intent but uh, what's next how to create this awesome content because many websites uh you know uh many projects have no experience with writing text and uh, for example my customers uh often tell me uh we need to develop innovate our products we have no experience with writing creating content and they usually go to upwork other websites fiverr and uh, you know uh, i found it's a big mistake when you are trying to find freelancers who write about anything that i did uh, 10 years ago that uh, by the way uh, that worked <laughs> 10 years ago today it's not and uh, it's better to cooperate with experts who know about your topic for example for my blog uh, for my clients usually write specialists who write only about one specific niche they don't touch anything else because they know this niche and google has this algorithm expertise authority trust so it's very important can you tell how to create high quality content according to content plan who can do it if uh, websites projects have no experience with that uh good point i haven't really explored that too deeply there anatoly and i agree that you got to have people that know their stuff right yeah. and you know smaller businesses may feel like they can't afford someone to write a, a quality blog for them which is not necessarily true however do you really need that much stuff i don't think so i think mm -hmm. you know 12 killer blogs a year is enough really if you if you i see you interviewed neil patel which i love to i listen to neil and i trust everything he has to say because he has so much friggin' experience and data to back everything up like so much data it's super interesting to understand but i used to like blog like a fiend i'm like okay this doesn't work it's too much and then you start to get tired of it so you don't do the quality you want to do when you're much, much better off, in my opinion, to, you know, map out those 12 blogs you're going to do this year and you're going to knock it out of the park and you're going to go back to it, each one of them, six months, like Neil does, and you're going to update it a little because maybe you can't tackle it all at once. So instead of writing another blog, you're going to go back to that other one and you're going to beef it up a little with some more content or case studies or whatever. That's a better strategy than developing 36 blogs, if you ask me. And yeah. really, you know, use a tool like Uber suggests, which I love, to see where that thing is ranking and how you can improve it and do spend your time doing that instead of anything else. And on the topic of hiring someone to do that, this is where invest in 12 solid articles a year, you'll be fine. As long as you understand the topic, that's gonna grab your ideal client's attention and stay focused on those top level, that strategy you mapped out, stick with the top ones that are gonna open the most doors to get you started. And then you can start sharing your kind of more refined expertise as people get in your door and understand you. And yeah. decide whether video is better for you, podcasting, like I love video and podcasting and I, I don't mind blogging either, but content consumption wise the video is like number one according to one of my partners that i work with and which is no mystery 
And then um, podcasts or audible is like number two, I think. I don't know if you know those stats as well, Anatole, if you've heard about that. But people mm-hmm. aren't, you know, not, there's not that many readers or people that have time to read all of that stuff. So I like to pair both of them. I'll write a comprehensive blog post for search engines and readers and then top it off with a video and a podcast. I do all in one. So you can do a super comprehensive post that has all of it. Yeah. By the way, I ask my audience about the loving format. And it's interesting uh, that uh, plus 50% of people prefer uh, courses, not videos, not blog posts, just courses, uh, not books, uh, not, yeah, courses. Oh. They love them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> I asked uh, three times, I check out, probably people can reply different way, no way, plus 50%. And um, in one poll, plus 1,000 people reply to this question. Yeah, plus 50. You know, I think that the answer to that, Anatoly, is people don't have time to hunt and pack every video on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah, And they find all these different, you know, hosts that they like, but they're like, you know what? I just want it all in one place so I don't have to waste my time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like logical chain, structure, uh, some valuable insights. Yeah, I, I agree with that, by the way. I'm going to launch my course. Uh, I, I'm not doing alone. Uh, yeah, uh, plus 20 marketing experts help me with that, included Lily Ray, um, many others, uh, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, a, a lot of great experts. They can when, help me. When are you going to launch this? Um, I, You know, I changed a few deadlines <laughs> before, uh, but right now, as soon as possible. It's hard to uh, reply to this question because I changed these deadlines two times. And if I live one more time, <laughs> I could, you gotta put no, a stake in the ground. Hard. It's like, okay, I promise. Well, that's yeah. Funny. yeah, I'm developing yeah. I'm developing a course as well, my dear, because it's like I teach the same thing over and over. I'm like, you know what? I need to put this in one place. Mm-hmm. Students can go there, you're gonna have fun, you're gonna learn something new. And you're going to get a solid foundation of like, that's my course is essentially developing a content marketing strategy and showing you how to do it. Cause I feel like you can hire people to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And then people have been hiring me since 2009 to do it, but I'm like changing my mind. I'm like, you know what? You should be doing some of this yourself because you're not really kind of integrating what you need to know it like in your like in your consciousness you're like it's too surface you got to go deeper when you start doing these deeper things you're getting deeply more deeply aligned with who you want to serve and the problems you're going to solve at another level so this is kind of my little twist on understanding success in business and life in general like that that unconscious or subconscious part of you needs to come to the you can't fall asleep, right? When people hire me, I help them and they get it, but then they kind of let it go by the wayside. I'm like, hello. (laughs) So I'm feeling like I got to teach people to do what we just spoke about. It's like, all right, you need coaching along. I'm here to coach you, but you really got to set this energetic foundation and groundedness into what you're trying to serve, how you're going to serve others. And then, not in like a non-linear way, you're going to attract the people that you want without having to try so hard. It's going to be a mm-hmm. different experience. 
mm-hmm. because you've really aligned the energies and your intent with serving your audience in a much deeper way. So that's kind of my little twist. And I call it mastering your inner game. It's another part of what I like to teach people. It's like beyond the doing, we all do, do, do. But you know what? If you don't address what's going on in here, then all the doing in the world is going to give you the same results. So that's kind of my my thing. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, by the way, uh, let's talk about something uh, that has no energy, because you mentioned probably 10 times about energetic, about energy. I yeah. love these words. But we have the question uh, on chat from Sanil. Uh, how AI is affecting content writer today? What do you think about AI? Uh, because, um, yeah, I, I, ha- I have experience with AI, but uh, it's hard to find energy in AI content. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, I agree. There's no humanity in it, right? The heart and soul and the intent of the, like who you really are, the spirit within you is not coming through in artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to energetically be flat and people are going to feel it and they'll be like, eh, whatever. Or not. I mean... I don't know. I haven't used it. That's my, when you take the humanity out of something, you're taking the humanity out of something. Can mm-hmm. AI duplicate or replicate humanness and emotion and feeling and story? I don't know. I haven't used it. Have you tried it? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I'm using a few AI tools, but uh, you know, it depends on my goals. For example, if I write an article uh, for my LinkedIn account for some recognizable resources, I never use AI. Uh, I skip it. But if I have no time and I need to create some small piece of content, uh, because, you know, uh, when you have resources, only your two two hands, not more. So uh, AI tools can help. They can help to find ideas. They can help to uh, even generate text but without editing without uh spending some time to review all this content you can't get high quality results so it takes time to review to uh make it better much better to change something and then yeah you can use it but uh, i can't recommend for uh really big publications and uh, some places where you are going to win traffic but uh for, uh, I don't know, uh, for uh, small descriptions, many places, even, you know, if you have no ideas, sometimes, you know, it takes time to find ideas, to uh, create categories, uh, to group content, but with AI tools, you can, you know, it it helps to save your time. That's it. Yeah. So I, uh, another thing that you got to, I think you realize, and I think everyone out there can learn to accept that you do not have to be and create every day all the, like, no, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the energy behind that, right? The energy behind that type of behavior is you're not enough, right? Which mm-hmm. is negatively oriented. It's not true, right? And the energy behind it has some perfectionism stuff running, which again, doesn't help you. It's a negatively oriented thing. And I, I'm a teacher of consciousness, so I understand the energy of all this stuff. And we don't know any better that we think perfectionism is a good thing. You know, working yourself to the bone is a good thing. Well, so let go of all of that crap 
and accept that you can only do what you can do and you're much better off doing the best that you can with one killer piece of content, right? And I saw your video about how you got 20,000 LinkedIn subscribers, right? One great piece of content, period. As opposed to 20,000 pieces of content that get you two subscribers if you're lucky. (laughs) Do the math. What would you rather do, right? Yeah, totally. You've made a lot of content. Wouldn't you agree? Like, holy crap, that one piece of content knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, I think it depends on the goals. You know, uh, for example, uh, yeah, we have two different approaches. The first approach is to create the best possible content. For example, if uh, it takes like a few days to uh, write an awesome article with the score 10, my score, uh, I can estimate that uh, the score 10 means uh, I can't improve it. I can make something better uh, according to my skills that I have right now. So like uh, 10 score. Or you can create uh, 10 pieces uh, of low quality, mediocre content. For Google, for Google, yeah, you don't need to create uh, mediocre content. It's better one piece of the best content, possible content. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. But for LinkedIn or social media, uh, I usually prefer to create more content. I can explain why. Because okay. it's like it's like training. For example, uh, many great sportsmen usually train every single day. Uh, they uh, we see them on the competition, like on Google. You know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo can hit the ball like ten times, uh, ten uh, uh, thousand times a day. You know. He can play three hours a day. Uh, But how to create the best possible content without experience? You need to have this experience. And great book offers, right, uh, plus a thousand words a day. They do it. Uh, It doesn't mean that you can read all these words on their books. No way. They just train their skills. It's the uh, and what I like on LinkedIn, then I that I can create uh, mediocre content. It it doesn't mean that uh, it's mediocre. It's more about uh, training. Uh, I share value. I help others. I support them. But uh, if I create for my website, I provide extra editing, design, many other stuff. But for, for LinkedIn posts, I don't do it. I just write and submit. And because most of content uh, yeah, is dying for a few hours, you know, uh, uh, so engagement just works uh, for a few hours, sometimes days. That's it. You know, you can get more people right. uh, to read your content. So for me, it's like training. I, I love creating a lot of content for, for the sake of training. But it doesn't mean that I don't provide value. Of course, I help provide value, but it's not the best content that I can create for Google. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you a question. Now I forget what mm-hmm. I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, I, know, uh, no, I know what I was going to say. I was going to agree with you. Training matters. Yeah. You've got to get good at your craft for sure. And if that means doing a little extra video or podcasting or whatever, which I've yeah. done, I do all of that. There's a ton to be said about that, especially if you're new to video or podcasting, because you got to step into courage on it, right? So you got to practice like being present, expressing yourself and having confidence in what you're, what you're doing. It's a huge tool in confidence and sense of self boost, which adds to your energy field. Just so you know, when you start to feel it, people start to see it and they not 
consciously, but they know, hey, what's going on here? I like this person for some reason, because everything that you've already done, right? Everything mm-hmm. that you are up to today is like, oh, I like this. What's going on here? So you're at, it is important to, you know, pick one thing and then, is it noon over there in Florida? Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's sporting car, I think so. <laughs> uh, or a cow? Is it a cow? Uh, no, no, sporting car. Car, like vehicle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I live in Colorado where we have cows that run down the street. So I'm like, oh my God, it sounds like a cow, a cow <laughs> rustling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, yeah. I understand as a beginner, I agree with you that you need to practice. You got to get good at what you're doing. And it's going to yeah. build confidence and validation and stuff like that. But to just force stuff out there for the sake of it is silly. Mm-hmm. Right? Creating all this. But, you know, I have all this content now I repurpose. So I'm like, you know, I've made more than enough content now. That's really good. I go back and fine tune it. Now I'm repurposing it like on LinkedIn. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've just started to use LinkedIn because I hadn't really used it in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. And they sent me an email, which you're aware of. They're like, hey, if you post twice a week, we'll share it. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is nice because you don't get that same benefit from any other social media at all right now. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, I have 38,000 subscribers to my newsletter on LinkedIn. That's awesome. So whatever I write, LinkedIn sends emails to 38,000 people. So they read my stuff. I love it. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember... Uh, I tried to write articles on LinkedIn uh, a few years ago, but LinkedIn didn't send these messages. So I got like low engagement and decided to quit and uh, pay attention to uh, posts, you know, just common posts. But LinkedIn changed the yeah. rules. And right now, yeah, it's a good opportunity, yeah. guys. If you want to grow, just uh, start your newsletter. You can get a lot of subscribers. Uh, yeah, just be honest, uh, share value, help others. Yes. Uh, yeah, at least I have the final question to you. Okay. Uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about digital marketing? Oh, what would I do today? Yeah. Where would I start? <laughs> That's a hard question to answer because I've already done it. Well, I'd start <laughs> with where I just told you to start, right? Yeah. I knew this in 1999. I'm like, you know what? I want to sell home furnishing goods and I want to reach my people. This is like way before Wayfair. Let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) I started with keyword research. I started to understand search engine optimization because I'm like, hello, if I want to Mm -hmm. sell people online, I better know what they're looking for. That's where (laughs) I start. And that's where I do start. And that's where I just told you to start. (laughs) After (laughs) years of experience, it's like, hello, it's kind of common sense. If you want to be online, how is anyone going to find you? Google knows. Google knows all, for the most part. <laughs> I don't okay. know what they're not sharing, but they share enough to get you started. Yeah, Google is smart enough, you know, to know everything. So yeah, yes. the best way to find information: Google or YouTube. Yeah, you can go or to YouTube. YouTube. Great. Same yeah, thing. two places, two places to uh, figure out everything. Liz, yes. it's a big pleasure to get my show to learn from you. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Well, say it again. 
uh, say uh, how people. Can oh, how can people? You, uh, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a hard time with your accent. A little bit of a hard time. So, okay, so you can find me on the AthenaArena.com. T h e a t h e n a Arena.com. And I have a great. Um, I'm, I'm building this course, and if you're interested. We're going to have fun doing this course in 2023. It's going to get you like put a stake in the ground and like up level your game online. I'm creating a course and you could get on my wait list for that. It's called, uh, what's it called? From Online Overwhelm to Deep Rooted Clarity and Confidence, How to Build a Content Marketing Strategy for 2023, essentially. And mm -hmm. you can get on my wait list for that at theathenaarena.com forward slash wait list. But if you want to get started, I have a top 10 online marketing checklist that I highly recommend uh, that you can get at theathenaarena.com forward slash top 10. And I do a little checklist and I do some 10 mini video training things like Anatoly does as to how to get started. And you'll learn a lot in that too. So, okay. Welcome uh, to the Athena Arena. This is. Yeah, That's, you can share this. Uh, yeah, you can share this link in private chat. I'll submit to podcast episode. Uh, yeah, just just share this links on private chat on the uh, oh, oh yes uh, right side. Okay, I'll do yeah. that real I, quick. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll submit to podcast episode. Uh, thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Uh, welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. I love it, guys. You need to learn from Liz. You need to take this course because you can see a lot of valuable insights and you can become a better marketer okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts